Hello and welcome to Equanimity Podcast. My name is Urosh and we founded a startup with a simple mission, helping all athletes across the globe unleash their full potential. In this podcast, we'll bring awareness about the importance and benefits of mental skills development for athletes. We believe that the crucial factor that separates good athletes from the truly great ones is their mind. Through a series of topics covering different aspects of sports, motivation and sports psychology, our goal is to educate and inform athletes, coaches and parents on how to reach better performance on the field and well-being in their personal life. The next milestone in your career starts with the conversation. Enjoy. When you're an athlete, you have a good day or a bad day, you have a good match or a bad match, but nobody asks you more about it. Someone will say, like your parent or your coach, like you, you scored an amazing goal, it was amazing, it was an amazing game. And that's it, that's the whole conversation. But nobody, nobody asks you, like, how you achieved this amazing game. Like, why did you perform that, that good today? and that bad the other day, for example. My next guest is Jovan Ivanovic, ex-handball player and current sport psychologist on Equanimity Platform. Jovan is currently doing his master's degree at University of Halmstad in Sweden. Although young, he already has a proven track record with working in athletes in handball, martial arts, football and esports. We will focus our discussion on the roles of sport psychology specifically. You can also see more info about Johan on our website www.eqnmty.com. And also, please don't forget to subscribe and follow our social media accounts. Thank you and I hope you will enjoy it. Start with, I would just like to ask you, how did you choose uh, to be a sports psychologist? Well, it's an easy question because uh, I've been playing handball for all my life, for 15 years now, and I'm still playing it. And uh, I was always interested into psychology, so I have my bachelor degree in psychology. And when I finished this, when I got my diploma in psychology, I realized that I want to, I want to stay in sports in a way. So I decided to combine my two passions and I decided to, to apply for the master in sports psychology. And I think this was a good decision. Yeah, I can bet about this. Uh, speaking on the handball, how you're doing it for quite a long time. How you already said that it's kind of influenced you, but how did you actually uh, see uh, your you as a handball player? And also, I know you're doing some coaching as well. How did you also transcend it and try to help out the people from the mental part, from the sports psychology part? Mm. So you you asked me how I helped myself and the others in this psychological part? Yes, yes. In your handball career. Okay, for example, so I didn't know much. I've been playing handball for 13 years before I started a master in sports psychology. Before I got to know these principles of sports psychology. 
And when I when I realized what are these principles in sports psychology, these mental skills and the way you you use your head on the field and on the training, this changed my game completely because I'm from Serbia and this is the country where I've been training. So here, I think uh, this psychological part of the game is neglected a lot. Everything is about physical condition and physical form. So I, when I realized that, uh, that your head is probably the most important factor for your performance, I, I think I improved my performance really because uh, uh, this time I haven't had any, any clients. So I've been using these techniques on myself. So this is, this is how I first started to using them. Mm. And it, it changed a lot. It, 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 uh, they changed my game a lot mm-hmm. in a good way, of course. Yes. And for some people who doesn't know much about or they think they know what is a sports psychology uh, or sports psychologist role, how would you define the main tasks of a sports psychologist? Well, I would say first, first and main job of sports psychologist is, as, uh, as the name says, he or she is a psychologist. So this is a part where, where psychologists speak to an athlete about everything that is going on on the field, on the trainings, on the, among teammates, among team, among coaches and players. So this is this conversational part, which is the every, this is the main and the most important part of every, let's say, psychological work. So sports psychologist is also a psychologist. And the other part is, uh, is I would say, part where when, uh, when sports psychologists work with the athlete on mental skills, mental techniques and these are i i would make a parallel with uh, exercise physical exercises and mental skills because this is something these are these are skills from your head that you can that you can work on that you can exercise that you can practice and when you practice them and when you work on them you improve your performance, but you improve also your mental state on the field and on the trainings, on the matches. So these are, I wouldn't label them now, but these are some, they're mental skills. So, so yeah. what you're trying to say is that they also require training and this part is somebody who actually helps course. you and guides you train these yes. skills, right? This is, a, this is a good point. I forgot to say this. Uh, Sports psychologist is someone who will help athlete to integrate this mental part of the training into his or her training process. So physical training is uh, usually main part of every sport. But if you don't have a mental training integrated in this physical training, you lose a lot. Yeah, exactly. You lose probably the half of, of maybe even more. It depends, but mm-hmm. it's very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna go back to the mental skills more. 
speaking about the conversation, as this is one thing you were saying in the beginning, this is important. Um, how, uh, like, I know I have some friends which are also like high profile athletes, and I know that even they have, when they have a bad game, bad day, it's very hard for them. They don't have anyone to speak to. Their coach doesn't want to speak with them, which is kind of crazy, but that's what's happening. That's what I heard from my, from my friend. So, like, I mean, it's okay to speak with your parents. It's okay to speak with your coach if you can. It's, it's okay to speak with your teammate. But I think it's not the same once you have somebody like a sports psychologist speaking with you. So can you elaborate more on this, on this uh, topic? How this conversational part is important? Of course, and of course. I would, uh, I would uh, go straight to the point. Uh, in the way that uh, every time I have a new client, when I start to work with him or her, I always, in uh, at the first few sessions, like first few introductory sessions, I get the comment from them like, like this conversation is so pleasant and like enjoyable. Like I have never, I have never had a chance to speak with someone like this, at, at, like this, you know, in about the sport but in into the depth because as you said when you when you're an athlete you have a good day or a bad day you have a good match or a bad match but nobody asks you more about it someone will say like your parents or your coach like you you scored amazing goal it was amazing it was amazing game and that's it that's the whole conversation but nobody nobody asks you like how you achieved this amazing game like why did you perform that that good today and that bad the other day for example mm-hmm. so these are and uh, as in life like people are going to psychologists to speak about their what is going on in their lives so they try to to go through their life with ease a bit more. So in sports, and sports psychologist is, is uh, specified and specialized for, for sport. So I, I always see psychologist and sports psychologist as, as inner voice of an athlete. Psychologist is there to, to speak with athlete about everything that is going on in the training process on the field about the mental state about the emotions about the actions and through these questions through this conversation athlete starts to be more aware of things that make him or her good performing good or performing bad to to start to realize what are the things that make them anxious or make them feel self-confident or why they were not focused or why they were really focused and they were playing with flow. So through the conversation, athlete, so the sports psychologist is there to ask the right questions and athlete is there to to start to think more about everything that he or she is doing in the field. And when you start to be more aware of your body, of your mind, of your behavior and stuff like this you start to be you can you can change them in the good way you can see what what uh, what is comfortable for you what uh, makes you feel good and start to integrate these things into the training in the pre-match preparation and things like this 
So that that's kind of that's yeah. kind of a work of sports psychologists. Yeah, and in order, I mean, this is a really good point that you just mentioned. So you already mentioned that in the essence is the sports. I know that you're you're practicing handball, so you know how it works. But essentially, how is important is it for a sports psychologist to understand a sport where his clients is coming from. So just to be clear, you now have the clients from football, from martial arts, from handball. You're also considering some esports, as I know. So yeah. how different is to work with them and also like what is this uh, knowledge? How much time you need to prepare to work with different sports? Because I think people, some people are not aware that you as a, let's say, qualified sports mm -hmm. psychologist can work with almost every sport, essentially. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, of course. I have also, I, I usually, not usually, but sometimes I, I see that people are, athletes are a bit skeptical. If I tell them like that I don't have, for example, experience with work with working with athletes from their sport, they're skeptical. They they think that I I cannot help them because I don't know that I don't I haven't met met their their sport ever. But uh, every sport is based on the same principle. I would say that main and uh, crucial principle is in sport is competition. So athlete is always competing with someone or something or always. So you need to beat every day. Athlete needs to beat her or himself on the training. He or she needs to, athlete needs to beat the opponent at the weekend on the match or like, it's always about competing with some, someone or something. So Every sport is, is kind of the same. Of course, that uh, sports psychologist, if, if he or she starts to work with the athlete from unknown sport, sport from him or her, uh, they, need to, they need to meet this sport more deep, let's say. They need to understand what are the, what are the skills that are important, like physical, but also mental. What are... Mm, what are the rules, let's say, but most important, what, what is the dynamic of the game? And by, by understanding the dynamics of the game, you can start to work easily with, with athletes. But of course, uh, through, through, through conversation with athletes and through work with and through collaboration with athletes, you start also, me as a sports psychologist, I start to to understand sport on on more profound level so of course i educate myself always i try to watch some videos of uh, games or try to to watch some best players from this this sport and try to realize what are the skills that differ good and bad players and stuff like this but you me as a sports psychologist i i work with athletes so athlete is has individual needs and personal needs. So it's it's uh, more important to understand his or her position in his like career path, let's say, than to understand sport completely. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, that's a good. So basically, you only time to prepare, but you can prepare for any sports that you, you just you just uh, come up with, right? You know, yes, to course. summarize, yeah, all right. Of course, and I, I, I've been, I think this, 
this is my advantage in a way because I, I've been playing handball sport for 15 years and I'm still doing it. So I know what are the challenges of an athlete. So you always need to, to go to training every day. I know how you, how you feel when you have to go to the training, but you're too tired and your body pain is in pain and things like this. So I can emphasize more with, uh, with athletes. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's jump into the mental skills. As you said, this is one big chunk of the work of the sports psychologist. So speaking of the mental skills, how do you actually work with somebody on their mental skills? Well, I, as I said, mental skills can be seen as, as physical exercises. So push-ups and pull-ups and lifting weights and stuff like this. So it means that for, for every exercise and every practicing, you need a plan and program. So in order to... Mental skills is not something that you, that you learn and you, you forget about it. You need to practice it. You need to make a plan for them. You need to, you need, you need to set some goals. You need to... It's a, it's a long process. Hmm. Well, let's just give process. an example for the people who maybe do not know. So let's okay. say one of, one of the skills is, uh, let's say, concentration or controlling your level of aggression, right? Okay, yes. Or, or, or concentration. So basically... Okay, it's, uh, if you're speaking about this, it's, it's, this is not a technique, but uh, through techniques, by doing, by working on techniques, you can improve your level of focus, of aggression, of anxiety. And things mm-hmm. like this. So you use mental skills in order to improve your focus, your motivation, your everything that is important for athletes to perform well. Exactly. All right. Mm-hmm. And so basically, besides being an honest friend, let's say, role when you have a conversational part, you're also something like a coach for the mental skills, as far as I understood. Mm, yes, of course. Yeah. So as I said, one one task of uh, collaboration with sports psychologists is to to integrate athletes to integrate mental training into into his or her training process so it means that that uh, I, i was i've been uh, athlete for a long time so i know how uh, how is it when when your sport becomes a routine. So I, for example, I go to a training and I do a training and I go home, I, I take a shower and I for, forget about the training completely. I, for example, I, I wasn't present at all because it, every day when you're doing every day the same, you don't, you start to, everything starts to be a routine, everything is automatized and you, you lose the sense and you lose the feeling of the game, you lose the feeling of, like success of the training, everything is, I don't know, like it loses senses a bit, loses senses. Mm-hmm. So with sports psychologists, you, you, start to, you start to talk about the, 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 the feelings and the emotions on the court. And uh, you, uh, it's one task is to, to 
to make you this uh, world collaboration with sports psychologists is to make you feel as if you are first time on the field like as if you are doing your first training so, <laughs> yeah, so you're this, really... is, this is something like very nice like very it is because it, it's a profession and every mm. if you're going to the office from nine to five every day you're just you're working and then you wait for the weekend to have fun you know yes and it, it's the same with high level athletes if you're doing a training every day and you don't speak with anybody about it, 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 it becomes a routine. So sports psychologist is someone to bring back joy to the sport in a way. Exactly. This is so good point because I also I was doing some sports as well. So I know and I was exactly at this point and I know lots of players are giving up because of this. Also, we have a parents pressure, coach pressure as well. So yeah. like speaking about these two roles as well, like how do you fit in and how do you see that coaches are sometimes like our parents are damaging their 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 kids especially if they're young like uh, and do you see any role of you being there as well to support actually coaches and parents to mm, make them yes of yes i do and i i could i want to say that of course uh, sport became business in a way nowadays so parents are pushing their kids to become the best athletes in the world in order to to gain some money and this is probably the main mot motive and the reason so this is very this can be very harmful for for kids psyche and also for for their career because it's a lot of pressure and i can say that uh, many Coaches are still, they still think that they know the best, even if they don't. So they're pushing some things, they're pushing athletes, they're pushing their young, uh, young athletes, like teenagers, to do some things that, uh, that they think it's good, but it's not. And, and uh, yes, parents and coaches can, can harm a lot, uh, like young, usually young, young athletes. And in work, I haven't had a chance to work with uh, teenagers, to be honest. As a sports psychologist, I did as a coach, but not sports psychologist. But it is important. And I know from uh, my colleagues, sports psychologists, that if they work with a teenager, they also, they are also, they also have a role as a mediator between parents and their kid and coach and, uh, and their athlete. So it's uh, it it is very important to because parents have their reasons to push kids into the sport and coaches have their reasons also and usually they don't care about they neglect athletes' needs mm -hmm. they neglect uh, their motives and their reasons for playing sport they neglect the joy that they get from it they neglect the real reasons of uh, for sport. For playing sport, so this is something. It's this is you, sports psychologist. In this case, he or she becomes a real psychologist because he needs to enter the the relationship between parents and kids and to to make parents realize 
what what can be harmful what are the behavior that they are doing that can harm their kid their kids so it 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 is really important yeah it's a very tricky role and also because i know that some of the coaches as well are saying yeah like he doesn't need a psychologist you know i'm the best psychologist who, who needs who needs a better psychologist yeah. than me already and they have a team of 20 30 people i don't know so i mean is it is it really possible that a coach actually dedicate so like being so and knowing their their let's say their players so deep as the sports psychologist i think they they don't have they don't have time enough even if they have will to do this they don't have enough time to to speak with every athlete individually especially if, for example i come from serbia and here the sport in general is not in the good condition let's say and there is no enough uh, money to support uh, all the players and even the coaches so the the coaches are there to 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 train and to lead the matches and and that's it but i would go i would go further because i am i coming from not that good uh, that good sport it, I mean Serbia is the best uh, it's a really good uh, sport country but the condition of the sport in general is not that good but I would uh, I, I spoke with one handball coach from Scandinavia from Sweden or Norway or Denmark something like this I forgot to be honest but she she told me that because they are much more developed than, than us and for them sport psychologist as a concept is not unknown and she said to me that if if someone wants to be a high level athlete and wants to to reach like national team and to be like the best in the world he or she needs and need needs to 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 work with sport psychologist because coaches they don't have time to to work with with every every athlete and they don't even have a skill because psychologist is something that you that you learn through your education it's it's a profession so coach is someone who is okay he or she the coach can say like i'm the best psychologist but it's it's not a real it's it's in a real sense psychologist psychologist is a real profession with uh, real knowledges, with real like base knowledges, and it is very subtle profession, let's say, because you need to be very precise with your questions. You need to be very empathic. You need to you need to learn this. So mm -hmm. no, not anybody can be a psychologist. Yeah, that's a that's a really it's a really important point that I would like to go deeper into because while while working and speaking with some of the sports psychologists. I was also meeting a people who just finished uh, their career. They were maybe average players or uh, below average players. They don't know what to do. They don't want to be the coach. They think they know psychology because they have a good social skills, essentially. And then what happened? They label themselves. They say, yeah, I'm going to be a sport psychologist. And they get clients through their connections in that specific sport for being, for being a sport psychologist. How dangerous is this that somebody working with, uh, with, with, with let's say, 
uh, uh, athlete who doesn't have a background like you do, like a formal education in psychology? It can be, it can be really harmful because when you go through the education of psychology, you are very sensitive to ethical codex. It means that you're a doctor, I always say this, it maybe sounds silly, but you're a doctor for the soul. And you, you open someone's soul, and if you open something that you cannot fix again and that you cannot stitch, then you made a big problem. And when someone is using tools without any pre-knowledge about them, then they can make a big, uh, big harm. And every word and every sentence and any, actually any word and any sentence and any question can make harm to, to a person. So psychologists are very sensitive to this, the words actually. This, this, is our, this is our main, these are our main tools. And if you don't know how to use words and if you don't know what what words can make and what can like harm or make it better then it's very it's very unresponsible to do this exactly so i i think uh, that uh, sports psychologist it, it is very important for sports psychologists to have a background in psychology mm. yeah okay so just before we make a short break i mean i just wrap up so we spoke about that psychologists need to be a, a, a conversational part a mental skills coach somebody who's going to be mediator between the parents and the coaches and somebody who is actually there to improve the performance you know it's a in the long run and the mental well-being of an athlete on the field on the training in their personal life but like how uh, how do you how do you like uh, build this long-term relationship and how if from somebody who is let's say don't know how to come uh, don't know what to expect from working with a sports psychologist how come how do you explain this uh, to them and how come I mean how your intro sessions are looking like I'll just summarize the question to this how is this intro session looking like and how do you build this long-term relationship where you work on such a different let's say tasks uh, well, every first of all, introductory session is uh, is there to for me to understand athletes' needs. So I will I am there to ask as many questions as I can, in order to see like what are the obstacles now uh, in his or her career. What are what are the problems? What is motivating? What is demotivating? Uh, were there any injuries recently or even now? So this is, a, we say this uh, needs assessment. This is introductory session. And through this, through this first session or for you, first sessions, because sometimes you don't have enough time to, to understand uh, fully the situation through only one through only one session you have you you working on this you ask questions and you try to assess these needs for for more than one session but uh, this uh, this long term relationship is i would say that 
this is a uh, people people when when they when you say to them psychologists they think about that uh, they think about something too formal too professional maybe in a way but this is only the relationship between two two people between two human beings so through every through, through every session after every session you gain something in this relationship you gain some confidence you gain some empathic more you start to like your athlete he or she starts to like you likes you so this is a really natural way of, of doing things and this is something that is essential in this relationship this human relationship in a way and everything everything that you that you mentioned before this with uh, conversational part and mental skills comes after this so it's the same me and you we have a conversation now and we get to know each other more you get to know my job i get to know your job more and we start to build some relationship and if uh, these two persons are compatible with each other in a way then this this uh, relationship and this collaboration can bring many like good and nice things to both sides in the professional way in the performing way let's say for the athlete but also in the in the humanistic way let's say because anybody needs uh, support anybody needs to feel that uh, he or she is uh, understood anybody needs to want to express him or herself and to feel that he or she has been listened to. So this is essential part of this collaboration in, yeah. in between psychologists and the athlete. Yeah, but if I may add as well, one very important thing is that actually willingness to help yourself, right? Because there is people who think, yeah, yes, I, I don't need any help. So I think that first thing is also important to understand that you need to build trust with this person but you're also coming with a specific need and with specific wish of, of being course. better. Not that you have a problem, but of being better as a person as an, as a, as, and as an athlete. Of course, of course. This is a main precondition. Without this condition, you, you cannot gain anything from the collaboration with and sports psychologist. All right. All right. Uh, so let's make a short break. This is really a good point. So we're going to make a short break and then we're going to continue after. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Rosh. Hello, Yohan again. Hello again, Rosh. So just before the break, we were speaking about actually the importance of athletes recognizing the need to be improved, to be supported. And we see now that more and more clubs are, are uh, hiring their in-house sports psychologists. We know that also all top players like Novak Djokovic, Cristiano Ronaldo, they all have their team or, or, or a person that is working with them on this. But how do you see this uh, actually change? Let's now go back to the clubs, actually, the, the team organizations, the team sports. How do you actually see uh, uh, the difference of somebody working in-house for a sports team and somebody being hired as a sports psychologist to work individually with an athlete, let's say, from a team sport? Well, it is, uh, I think it's 
it's a bit different role when you and I, as a sports psychologist, work with a team and work with athletes individually. So when you work with team in general, with whole team, there are more. So there are more things to work on in team dynamics. Let's say so you work more among uh, in on relationship among the players among the relationship between the players and the coaches but uh, and you organize some workshops some some also groups when they can speak between each other in order to understand each other more and through this uh, communication through improving their communication you improve their communication on the field and during the match and during the training you see because when it's also the same when you speak with psychologist when when she he or she asks you some questions you start to think more and athletes and the team players they don't teammate they don't speak between each other all the time with a specific purpose and sports psychologist is someone who will who will lead their relationship let's say their communication in order to perform their team cohesion and their team performance in general but i think if uh, if sports psychologist is part of the team if he or she works with team he or she loses this individual part because you don't have enough time and energy maybe and you don't get even trust enough because if you if you work with more players in the same team then they can think like he's working with this player and he's speaking with him or her maybe i can speak with him or her about the same thing because it's not like compatible and it's not in in correspondence and things like this so it's more when you when sports coaches work with team it's more about team dynamics i think it this is my opinion maybe someone else would say it's something different and if you work with uh, athlete individually you can you can mm, develop more deep relationship you can make uh, you can create more deep collaboration where where athlete can have full trusting in psychologist and it is more humanistic approach let's say it is uh... i get it like i think like when working in a team it's very there is much more things actually to do and then you're doing everything but you cannot really focus and the focus is actually key once you work individual with a sports psychologist so i think this is pretty straightforward but in general speaking what is the current situation with the sports psychologists who usually hires them what are the differences for example serbia comparing to scandinavia because we already mentioned in scandinavia so can you tell me more about like what is the current situation with sports psychologists well first of all in sports psychology as a scientific field as a practical field applied field is relatively new field so not whole world knows about sports psychology so it means that uh, it means that different uh, regions of the world different uh, countries are 
know less or know more about sport psychology. So, for example, in, as we said, in Scandinavia, uh, if someone wants to be a real, if someone wants to be a high-level athlete on the highest level, he or she needs to, to make a collaboration with sport psychologists. In Serbia, sport psychologist is even just a psychologist and is a, is a taboo topic. So when you tell someone is, as a person or as an athlete, if you tell to your friend or your parents, like, I will, I will go to see, uh, to meet a psychologist or sport psychologist, it uh, immediately means that you have a problem, that you need to fix this problem, that this problem is in your head and maybe you're crazy, maybe you're insane, like maybe it's better to keep it for yourself and things like this. So it depends on the, on the country or on the region. But I think it, it is important to... Because we live in 21st century and everything is about social media and you can find anything on Google and you can educate yourself in many ways. So it's easy for, for athletes and any person in the world to find reliable information on, on the internet. So I think that promotion of sport psychology as a field and as applied field is... Uh, is something crucial now at this moment and i think that sports psychology is starting to be something that is because as you said now people think many many people around the world think that sports psychology is only sport uh, only hide the, the best athlete in the world is Novak Djokovic for example have sports psychologists but I think this, uh, this opinion is starting to change. And I think that the uh, opinion now is that if you want to be a high-level athlete, you need a sports psychologist. And that, that's, that's the opinion we should promote. And it's up to us to promote because me and you, we are in sports psychology from different aspects. But we need to work on this and we need to educate people that sports psychology is something that must be part of the training and not, and not something extra, not some bonus, not something that is uh, luxury. It, it, mm -hmm. is, it, 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 it must be part of, of any sport and of every, any athlete who is serious about his or her profession. That's a really, I mean, amazing point. That's exactly how what I put it as well. I mean, to be honest, it's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is actually just because of this. So we raise awareness, we raise education, we uh, get people to think more about sports psychology. So I think the thing you just said that it's changing, it's also giving us a positive signal. But I also think that there is a long way to go as well still. Because like you said, of course. Uh, like you said, I mean, sports psychologists, uh, the way I see it, it's also an investment in yourself as an athlete. It's not a cost. It's not a, I mean, the way I see it, it's not something that you should, uh, like you said, a luxury. It's not a luxury. It's, a, it's actually a necessity, if I, if, if I can say it like this. Of course, of course. Especially I have one, one thing to say. It's about the money, but every whole, whole world is about the money now. 
for example, young athlete who wants to be a good, uh, like wants to reach the highest, uh, highest level. He pays, for example, 500 euros for for physical preparation for for trainer for and and nobody thinks of I mean nobody it's, we are talking about Serbia now mm-hmm. and about undeveloped countries who think that sports psychology is uh, something that is is a taboo topic in a way so they invest like 500 euros in physical preparation but on the other side it's uh, it's too much for them to pay, for example, 550 euros or 200 euros for, 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 for psychologists. And from psychologists, you will improve even, even this uh, physical part. You will improve your mental, as you said, everything you said, you will improve your mental state. You will improve your like, well-being in general. You will improve your performance on the on the on the training on the match you will improve your focus you will improve your motivation you will have someone who is there to listen to you to ask you good questions to it's a it's all inclusive like literally mm-hmm. it's all inclusive package if you take a sports psychologist but people still don't understand that this is something that that is yeah. no once me, i hear this yes once i hear this i mean once I hear this, I wish to hire a sports psychologist. Actually, I don't see any any barrier. Actually, that's how I feel when I speak with you. But what are actually the main barriers right now that the that athletes are facing of working and hiring sports psychologists? Well, I think we mentioned all of them. Oh. First is uh, uh, opinion in in the in the population in the country. So if I would say maybe like. Less of education, attitude, more attitude. I'm, yes. I'm a, a yeah. attitude towards sports psychology in a way. Yes. So if it is taboo topic, no, you want you don't want to go to sports psychologist. If psychologist is someone who is fixing problems and uh, who is trying to heal you from mental illness, you know. <laughs> so this is one. This is education and promotion. And we are the ones who need to work on this. And uh, man, uh, money is the second problem, of course. We mentioned it already. But I think that uh, now, mm, of course, there are psychologists who are earning a lot of money on this because they have a respect and they have a reputation in a way. But I think that because this is a new field and every year you have new sports psychologists, you athlete can have some not that experienced sports psychologist to hire him for less money and to gain the same as if he would pay like price surprise. So this is uh this is the second money, and of course I don't know this these are the two most most important. But also mm-hmm. there are coaches. This is also one one problem. Coaches are, mm, as you said, some coaches are too strict and too authoritarian. So they think that they are the best in, uh, they are the best in any in every aspect of training. So they think that their philosophy of training is the best, and 
if they pushing to the limits every athlete and they, if they 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 their words are the the ultimate truth let's say so for example there are coaches that will say if with if their athlete asks them like i want to hire a sports psychologist to to see how how it works and maybe their coach will tell them it's impossible like why you do why do you need a psychologist you have me i i, I will i will do this role for you i will work with you as a psychologist That's but crazy. it's not the same so it's also um, but i think this is also changing mm. because coaches now are more they 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 have more holistic approach so they they start to understand more so i think this new wave and this uh, new wave of doing things is slowly but surely uh starting to get the primary position in the sport mm -hmm. all right all right like i mean we're coming to the end of this uh, session so i'd like to also understand i mean to ask like let's say an honest question what are the best parts of your job what is like this moment that you cherish and that you like most working with the athletes well we are at the end but we are coming back to the beginning because at the beginning you asked me like why I chose to be a sports psychologist and I said to you that I have two passions in my life and one is psychology and the second one is sport so for me this uh, conversation with someone and this uh, building the relationship and among two two people and this support that I can give to someone this uh, this inner voice that i can be to someone this is something that satisfies me a lot in this uh, psychological part let's say and when i see that someone improve their performance and their results because of, of me because i i was there as a support i was there as a sport psychologist this is so satisfying for me because i was always I was always a competitive personality and now when when I can't compete because of my obligations and because of uh, my pet way in life I I take these results of my athletes as mine results as and my achievements so I got goosebumps right now because when me too I, me too <laughs> when i when i really when i think about this and when i think about achievements and and when i think about this support that i can give to someone it's it's really amazing job and it is really satisfying job and yeah. as you can see i well, i love to speak and i go to into details a lot and this may be a uh, bad for the podcast but it's good for for my profession yeah no that's exactly what we need we want to get to know you better and uh like uh, this is very great i mean also i mean there is also i would say you're like sharing the success of somebody but you're also sharing the failure and you're also there for them when they need it the most i think this is another important thing to to uh to emphasize so i i mean uh, for me like uh, this was one really like say uh, uh, a great interview great talk with you i really learned a lot actually through this so maybe just for the end because we were kind of not mentioning this but the thing is that you provide support to the all ages and all 
all, let's say, level of athletes, right? Because either if you're a professional, either you're recreational, they can work with you. Even if somebody's just going for the gym and wants to lose a weight, actually they can hire a sports psychologist, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Sports psychologist is not someone who is working with only with high-level athletes, but sports psychologist has skills to work with people who want to lose weight, for example, who have some problems with their... who wants to actually improve them, themselves through sport to their health or their mental state or whatever. So sports psychologist is someone to, who will give you support always, who will try to improve motivation, who will try to figure it out with athletes, what is satisfying and what is not, what are the reasons of playing and what are the reasons of uh, like quitting. So anybody who wants to gain something from a sport can, can hire a sport psychologist. Mm -hmm. The way of the, the approach and the way of doing things would be a bit uh, different, but uh, the, the essential essential. That's an essential, how do you say, essential would be the same, mm. in a way. Underlying principles. Essence, essence, yeah, essence would be the same. Mm. That's really good, that's really good. Okay, Johan, uh, thank you. I wish you good luck in your further career. I know you're going to be great. I expect to see some of your athletes winning the Olympic gold once we have the Olympic Games again. <laughs> that would be really, thank you very much. that would really make me happy as well. So, thank you for dedicating your time. Uh, it was, uh, it was, I really enjoyed this conversation. So um, I wish you all the best. Thank you, Rosh. It was a really nice conversation. And I hope I managed to, to give some good information to people and athletes all around the world. Yes, I'm sure you do. Thank you very much. Goodbye. This was Jovan Jovanovic talking about the complex roles of sports psychologists. Main takeaway is that if you want to be a top-level athlete, you probably should consider hiring a sports psychologist that will support your professional growth in various ways. As a part of our limited offer, you can also book a free session with one of our psychologists directly at Equanimity Platform. In our next podcast, we'll focus more on the athlete's perspective and what are the main benefits of working with a sports psychologist. So stay tuned and thanks for listening.